0: okay everybody this is jose diservo from champions for life podcast today is martial arts monday and my guest today is miss karen eden a martial artist and so i am honored to have her here on our show if you don't know about her you'll get to know about her today so miss karen thank you for being on i'm so honored to have you here
1: hey absolutely and happy holidays to you and yours
0: yes 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 So, Ms. Karen, I'm a martial artist. Um, I've been doing martial arts for, I mean, a long time, uh, probably over 35 years now. I'm sure you're you're a martial artist that long. Um, How did you get started in the martial arts?
1: Oh, let's see. You know, I get asked that question a lot, and honestly, it's a rather deflated answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It's something I always wanted to do. When I was a young girl, and I didn't have a, the, the affordability to do it, um, and so when I got older and I was able to sustain and support myself, the first thing I did was sign up for karate lessons, and I never looked back. And that was uh, going on 20, 29 years ago.
0: Wow, beautiful. Beautiful. And so what, what was it that really... Made you pick the martial arts versus something else, you know, versus gymnastics or swimming or any other thing. Why, why wasn't martial arts for you?
1: It's something I always wanted to do, and you know, when I, probably several years ago, I found out something interesting. Uh, I come from a long line of shogun warriors on my mom's side. Wow. And um, I wondered if that's where it came from because nobody else in my family has an interest in it, but I literally, from day one, always had an interest in martial arts and always wanted to train in it. And um, now finding out that um, my lineage goes back to the house of Oda is something that um, I really treasure and value. So maybe that's where it came from.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's, that's actually very interesting, you know, um, that you may have that from the bloodline, which is awesome, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: it is. Yep. That's exciting. So tell us a little bit about you and the martial arts. So I also know that you are a author. Um, you've written several books in the martial arts. Um, so can you share a little bit about that?
1: I started writing for Karate magazines uh, back in the early 90s. And uh, there was a a publication called CFW Enterprises. And one of the editors is John Corcoran, who to this day I still am good friends and consider a writing mentor of mine. Mm. And so I submitted something. I queried an article and uh, CFW got a hold of it. And they actually commissioned another writer in Pennsylvania to do my story. And I said, don't worry about it. I, I'm a journalist. I was working for a, an NBC affiliate at that time in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I said, I'm a news writer. I can pull this off and I can write it. So nice. he gave me, gave me the stipulations, told me what he wanted, how he wanted me to write it. And I submitted it. And he loved it. Matter of fact, John Corcoran loved it so much, he said, I want to give you your own column wow and so that that's just that's where the ball started rolling and that was you know that was a long time ago let me see 92 2002 12 13, 46, 17 18. it's about 26 years ago wow so it, that was a long time ago and uh i still write for two karate magazines now one of them is john is uh, john pork green is also the editor of that martial arts success Through century martial arts and i write Monthly column for Taekwondo Times, and I've been with both of those guys over 20 years.
0: Nice, wow. Yeah, that's
1: the magazine, and that spun into a uh, book deal um, with Simon and Schuster and Macmillan. And uh, once I got that book, that was a big book deal. Uh, that was called the Complete Idiot's Guide to Taekwondo, and there's a whole series of those idiot guide things out there. So <laughs> that kind of set me in motion. And then I have three other books since then. Wow. Two of them are with Century Martial Arts. And they're drop dead martial arts inspiration, which is my kind of like my thing. And then the other one is a self help book that I, I self published. Nice. For personal reasons. Yep. Yeah.
0: I love so it. Very fortunate. Uh, Thank is, you. What is what is the name of the uh, of this the uh, self development book that you published?
1: It's called Will I Ever Feel Happy Again. Nice. And it's my only self publishing, and I did it for personal reasons because it's a book about people who have someone. A family member or a loved one who committed suicide. Wow! And um, there's so little out there for people. Yes. Who are considered survivors of suicide? I went and I, I interviewed a ton of people uh, that um, had had been a survivor, whether it was a child or a, a parent or a, a spouse. Mm-hmm. And I put them in the I put them in the book. And people who have to go through that because it's just the most godforsaken thing that you'll ever go through. And I hope nobody goes through it. For real, yes. But and unfortunately, I have gone through it. Wow. But it gives, it gives advice on how to, to survive losing someone by suicide. And um, it's available at Amazon.com, and I mean, it's out there. If you Google it, will I ever feel happy again?
0: Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Wow, that is awesome. I'm impressed with uh, your author, your, your martial arts, being a journalist. It's, it's beautiful to know that you're not just, you know, kicking and punching, but you're also contributing in so many other ways as well. So that's beautiful. Um,
1: well, yeah, I, you know, I mean, everybody has a gift or an ability. and yes. I'm, I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways because I was one of the first. I'm like the only inspirational writer I know in martial arts. <laughs> I was the first to do it. I was like the first to write about how you know you lose when you come back from a tournament how what do you do when you lose what do you do when you struggle i mean I, you know nobody else was writing like that everybody was like how to kick butt and here's the techniques you need to do a correct <laughs> round kick and all that and I'm, I'm coming out of the the side there with all this other stuff you know and and people ended up loving it so that you know i'm very fortunate that i was one of the I, there was a niche for me in that market
0: that is awesome that is so awesome. Now, as far as the martial arts goes, uh, let's talk a little bit about your, your competitive career. How long was it? What did you accomplish with it? And how did you get into it? Was it something that, you know, joining the martial arts for one reason, and then suddenly you start to like the competitive part of it? Or, or was that something that you feel was also innate from you? Yeah, you know, um, I came
1: from a strict traditional Tang federation in pittsburgh pennsylvania under cs kim and um you really didn't have a choice you had to compete (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know if i ever really liked it but for some reason i had to do i mean i just there was something in me that had to know if i could do it i did it was just you know i think when you get in the ring and you're fighting an opponent nine times nine times out of ten has nothing to do with winning a fight it has to do with you beating yourself because You just need to know that you can master yourself. I, I think that's what it is. And um, I competed for many years nationally and, and actually internationally in two world tournaments. And those were both Sido Tournaments. And I competed in some open tournaments as well in uh, Massachusetts, um, Philadelphia, uh, Maryland, yeah, uh, New Jersey. Just just uh, a lot of other um They were very traditional martial arts tournaments.
0: Yes, yes. So,
1: yeah, I did that for several years and uh, when I got to be in my early 30s, I kind of hung that part up and started teaching full time.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. So, do you teach now still?
1: I do. I started a program uh, 19 years ago, going on 19 years, called Inner City Martial Arts, where I teach uh, former gang members and at youth risk. Wow. And um, I also now teach at a lot of Native American schools and reservations as well. And I have my own federation called the Blood and Fire Federation. This is a Christian martial arts program. Nice. So I have, uh, I have affiliates all over the world who are in my federation. And, um, you know, they basically don't teach for money. They basically teach because they want to make a difference. Most everybody has a good job anyway. and Yes. You know, so... Um, my federation, actually, I started this program, the Center city program through the Salvation Army in Denver and didn't realize that because I'd done that um, and the Salvation Army is all over the world, the program went all over the world. Wow. And so, so basically anybody who uh, has a desire to teach for community on a community basis, uh, they hook up with me and I get them set up and they can teach in their own area in the less fortunate parts of where they live. Wow. So that's yeah, that's how that got started. At this point I have instructors under me now. Um, and I actually teach instructors and do business meetings with them and um, teach them to, to teach and you know, doing inner city work is not like going to a really nice dojang in the suburbs. It's, correct. You know, it's 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 a different beat, it's a different rhythm and it can be dangerous. For and real. so, you know, I I, I try to Make sure that first of all, an instructor is cut out for that kind of work because not everybody is. And then, secondly, to make sure that they are aware of how they need to handle uh, a community-based martial arts program. So it's worked out well. Guys really blessed
0: it. That is so powerful. So awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Yes, and, and and I I knew I knew you were an impressive lady because I have I have you know I have followed you for many years as far as you know. Martial arts and reading your articles and all of these things, right? But I never what? knew all these things that you actually do as a person—giving back and sharing and loving on people and you know helping humankind and all of that and you know bringing it in a godly way. That's that's completely amazing, you know.
1: Um, yeah, I I appreciate that, and um, you know I I I really. I tell you what, there were times it was hard.
0: Yes, I, <laughs> I bet.
1: Mean, I've, I've, had, I've gotten death threats before because I, I messed with some stuff uh, uh, that where they were selling dope and there was some gang warfare going on. And uh, honestly, I, I didn't know if my program would last because of that. But every time I just kind of reside over and let go of it and say, well, God, you know, I'm not doing this for money. This is right. for you. Uh, and... Um, man he opens up another door and it just keeps going so amen yeah that's that's just uh that's always been a surprise to me that you know really was a great lesson just to kind of let go because if God's got his hands in it he needs for you to let go so he can handle it you know what I mean yes
0: absolutely totally totally I know wow um man that's that's impressive now do you do seminars around the world or or you're not doing that and you're just focused on exactly what you're doing right now? Or is that an open thing for you, on invitation? Yeah,
1: I, I, do, I do quite a few speaking engagements. Sometimes I'm a, a, a guest instructor. Sometimes I do the various ones yearly, and sometimes people will just bring me in. Um, but so it, it depends on, um, you know, what it is. Like if it's a school, a lot of times I'll teach like, like for a, a class for an hour. You know, it, it, it just
0: depends on. Yes, on just on what it is, right? Say. Correct, correct, yeah, awesome. Sometimes
1: I'm just a guest speaker. I'll get up and speak at a banquet
0: or something. You know. Yes. Wow. What do you usually speak on? What do they hire you to speak on, normally?
1: Um. Uh. Mainly inspirational stuff like my books.
0: Yes. So if they
1: want an inspirational speaker, a lot of times they'll bring me in to do that, and uh, you know. Um, or if they need me, if I'm actually going to teach, like I just got back from the uh, Pawnee Nation in uh, Oklahoma where uh, I was working with Native American women because there's a real problem with Native American women, first of all, disappearing, and they don't know where they're going. They think they might be getting put in a sex trade. They don't know. Wow. So the, the Pawnee Nation, uh, under Master David Little Son, who, who is Pawnee himself, um, brought me out there to... Uh, to help teach women because they wanted a female to do it. So, uh, and also Native American. I, I know that's confusing to people because I mentioned the Shogun lineage, but I have fourteen nationalities. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I, I am heavy Asian and heavy Native American, both of those, and so. Um, I just, I tell everybody we're all one tribe, you know what, if you yes. are, if you believe in Jesus Christ like I do, we're all the same tribe, it doesn't matter what your skin color is anyway.
0: Amen, amen. Now, um, normally, right, you know, in, in the martial arts, in the world, and all of that, I don't know if you find this um, a challenge, or has it been a challenge for you, but I'm also a Christian, you know, um, and I bring that to my martial arts as well, Um in, in the program itself I don't I don't beat it up across people or anything like that but but I do and my business belongs to Jesus and all of that have you have you had any challenge or people think that you're weird or crazy about you know believing in Jesus and bringing it to your experience to your speaking or to your teaching or any of that have you experienced that in the past
1: oh yeah Oh, <laughs> oh boy, come on man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and you're, you're, you're nice about it. I'm like, I'm a Bible thumper. I don't care what people say. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> I have six blocks and a Bible, man. If I have to throw it at you, I will. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I think, uh, you know what? If you're not willing to be a fool for what you believe and what your faith is, you'll never be able to go all the way. That's right. I mean, that's just par for the course, and... You have to have the courage to stand in your truth and sometimes just stand alone. But yeah. you know what? What are you made of? What is your truth? And don't ever be ashamed to stand on your truth. Yeah. I mean, I respect people who, you know, I know some, I have friends who are of other diverse faiths or whatever. You know, I i just, I respect the fact that they least stand in their truth and not be wishy washy because I hate the wishy washy thing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pick, pick something if, if you, you know. I'm oh like, I say it all the time. You know what? Pick a guy. A- <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was invited to a, a church to uh, speak one time. And uh, so, you know, I was like, Lord, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And uh, so the title was uh, Come Out of the Closet, you know. And it was about us believers, you know, stop being so reserved. And everybody's coming out so strong with their opinions and beliefs that we've kind of, like, hidden ourselves rather than being the light. Be out there. Show yourself. Oh, yeah. You know?
1: Well, this is, you know, the, the, the Bible says if you lose yourself, you find yourself. Mm-hmm. And that basically means if if you can totally stand in your truth of what your faith is, you're going to find yourself, not lose yourself. Uh, you know, if you don't go backwards, you go forward. Amen. And there's just... Uh, I mean, there's, they almost there, there's almost a, a, sense of, you know, where Christian people are, are, are being mandated to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to put it because there's just this feeling about it, and I know I got a 16 year old kid, he goes to school, and he <laughs> gets that all the time from teachers. I mean, he's just in class and they're talking about stuff like that, how you, you know, uh, they call it profanize or whatever. You know, I just there's there's so much out there. You have to be someone who's all in i mean you need to be all in if you're not all in then don't be in at all (laughs) that's just the
0: way it is (laughs) i agree i totally agree wow awesome thank you for sharing that too you know you're Uh, welcome yeah yeah uh so i wanna i wanna ask you uh just for the listeners and you know people that that may get to know you on the first time here um what would be, you know, being that is the, the topic of martial arts, what would be your, uh, your insight on why they should do the martial arts? And, you know, if, if, if there's a parent that is thinking about it for their kids, if it's for them, if they're thinking it's like an activity, uh, what would you say to them about the martial arts that they should actually do the martial arts?
1: Uh, You know what, it's, man, it's so good at developing you as a a decent human being and giving you the confidence to stick to what you feel your truth is and the discipline to carry out whatever goals and intent that you have. Uh, Martial arts is, is, if you stick with it, it will definitely create an incredible human being, and I recommend it for anybody who has children. It's, It's not the same as football and soccer and other sports are all sports can create discipline but martial arts there's such an incredible um disposition of focus and who am i and what am i supposed to be doing i recommend everybody that has a child that you know wants to get around first grade or whatever just go and put them in there and when they want to quit you make them go anyway
0: <laughs> absolutely I,
1: just, I mean you know kids you know, kids want to quit everything when it's challenging, and you got to make them stick to it. I had to do it with my own son. He's, he got up to second degree black belt, and he helps me, uh, he sits on the test panel, panel now. He's a, he's going to graduate high school next year, but, and he's busy with wrestling and all those other sports now, but he's got those two black belts under him, and he'll have them for life, and I'm glad that, I asked him now, I said, you know, I, I used to force you to do it. Do you, was that good or bad? He goes, no, absolutely, I'm glad you forced me to do it. It's, Something that I, I I use every day in wrestling.
0: Wow! It's something
1: I use football. It's something I use to deal with people, you know. And so that's the feedback I get from a kid who's uh, going to graduate next year. So
0: that is I'm glad, awesome. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that you think that way too. You know, a lot, of, a lot of like you said, a lot of parents allow their kids to to give up and to quit things and they don't finish what they start, which is the main lesson there. Is finish what you start, you know
1: there you go it's one of our it's one of our tenants uh ten, tenements yes ten- yeah finish what you started absolutely and you know you you have to teach them not to quit uh just to stay committed you know because that's that's what life is and you know there are times when you know with uh, outside of getting hurt in some way you know there, when you make a commitment to something you've got to you got to stand forth in that and, and stick with it and that's a that's a real problem today with the younger generations in my opinion is that they haven't been taught the discipline to stick with something even if you're, you're going through the the part where it's not a lot of fun you know in traditional martial arts you get into the red belt rank you know after a couple years of one or two years of training and it's a lot of repetitive stuff yes and you know people people quit at that level cuz yes. they think it's boring or whatever but that's the level you work on to get good. Yes. You know, you, ha- you have to stick with it and do that repetition. That's what's going to make you good as a martial artist. And that's when so many people quit. And it's almost like if they don't get that instant gratification. They-, they want out. And that's just not, that's not a conducive life. It's not a productive life to have that kind of thinking.
0: Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, I have another question, and this is, more for the, um, the audience that are probably martial arts instructors and probably run their own schools. Uh, what are some of the challenges that, that you've gone through that have put you on, on a, man, I really reassess and, and you stick it out and then you're glad that you stuck it out, you didn't give up. What, what are some or maybe one that you can remember in your lifetime already that you that that comes to mind right away and say, man, I remember this moment in life and it was so tough, but I stuck it out and I'm so glad I did.
1: Yeah, well, sure. And I thought I've got so many stories like <laughs> that. Um, you know, I I have always thought in a rough part of town, um, and you know these these kids, especially a lot of the kids, they're 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 wired very differently, and um, how you teach them <laughs> yes some of them are bullheaded i gotta tell you they're hard to teach yes and uh, you know it's there are times i've had to go in my office and shut the door and take like a two minute break because <laughs> i do i just was losing it i mean it was bad these kids some of these kids were literally bouncing off the wall and you think they're not even teachable <laughs> no. but you know what um what what you do what you can do and as long as they were coming to class I was going to teach them something, and whether they got it or it took them 200 times to get it, and a lot of times it did. Yes. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna give up on them if they didn't give up on me, and and kept coming to class. And you know, years later, I've had more than one come back to me that joined the military and said, "Thank you, because what you taught me was a basic foundation to help me get through training and to be in Iraq and have to do what I do." Wow. So when I when I hear that, I'm like, man, you know, I'm so glad I stuck it out when <laughs> I
0: should
1: have been. For like real. Easily giving up on these kids because they were brutal sometimes.
0: Wow. Yeah, for real. I mean, it, it's. I think everybody has that. Some people actually do quit, uh, but you stuck it out, and it's so awesome because now those same people are glad that nobody quit on them, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's just. That when you teach, everybody has a different learning ability. And there's only so much you can do. But when you become a seasoned instructor, you start to realize that people, can, people take things in different doses. I mean, some people take little squirt gun doses, and some people take big cannon doses. <laughs>
0: yes, yes.
1: So you have to learn to work with each individual. And, you know, as long as they make a commitment to come, you know, you just just be committed to teach whatever little dose that you have to teach, whether there. That's
0: the best way I could put it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so far, wh- what an amazing time I've I've learned so much about you, and I'm so grateful that you know you 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 share and the heart that you have. I'm also very happy that you're uh, a Christian, you're a believer in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Uh, You know, I'm so glad that you're strong through it, and that you're unwavering in your faith. I'm so glad about that, and I'm so glad that the audience that listens to this podcast, you know, they get to learn about who you are and as a person and as a martial artist and also as a believer. So I'm excited for that as well. Now, for those, uh, well,
1: I I just want to say one thing, if you don't mind. No. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm actually a, a seminary graduate and ordained chaplain. Wow! And I have I do my own uh, blog talk radio show. It's called the Eden Assignment, and I have the group with the links posted on Facebook. If you don't mind me plugging it.
0: No, I was going to ask you that actually.
1: Yeah, if you go to the Eden si- Eden Assignment, um, you know I will let you in and all of my radio blogs are there. You can also hear my radio show live on AMAA Radio uh, every Monday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and then the link is available 24-7, and I do post that. So I've got about, uh, I don't know, maybe six, close to 6,000 followers now. So Nice. Um, you know, you, you sometimes wonder if people know that you are someone of faith, if maybe they're going to be turned off by that, and... You know, I, I took a chance on that, that it doesn't matter to me because I am who I am and I got to stand on my truth and I put that out there. And honestly, I'm, I'm probably more people are for you than against you. You would be very surprised. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you would be very surprised. And, you know, I don't care if people think I'm weird. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. I just. I want to stand in my truth, and I warn people on my radio, like I said, I'm going to get real Christy right now, and if you don't want to hear it, go ahead and turn it off now, Uh because because I do, I I get that, that's who I am, and it's in my soul, and I I do a lot of inspirational talking, and that's what I'm known for in martial arts, but, you know, I also do do a a lot of faith-based talking, and try to make it, you know, applicable to daily living, so I hope that people will tune it in and like it and you can find it
0: on the Eden assignments beautiful beautiful wow this has been a, a great half hour uh i want to thank you for for being on and again thank you for accepting the invitation uh and uh i'm completely honored to know you in facebook and and know you in this way we've never met in person although i've seen you but we've never met um so Maybe one day we'll meet and I will look forward to meeting you and saying hello to you in person.
1: Um, uh, I would be deeply honored and um, thank you so much for having me on and I'm sure we'll, we'll probably meet somewhere. I pass always cross. It's a small it's a small world in martial arts.
0: Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is.
1: You know, everybody knows everybody so absolutely and you keep on going too and uh, I'll see you somewhere down the road.
0: Yes, very, thank you very much, Ms. Karen.
1: Okay. God. Bye-bye. God bless.
0: Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye.